What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? In a minute, my man L-Dub will join me to preview the NBA Western Conference semifinals. We've already previewed the Eastern semis. Be sure to check out that episode if you haven't done so already. But today, we're going to take a look at the West, where the Blazers and Nuggets will tangle in one series, and the Warriors and Rockets will battle it out in the other. As of this recording, the Warriors have already taken Game 1, but Houston will not go away easily. Don't you go away either, because we're coming right back, talking the Western Conference semifinals, with a little Russell Westbrook and Paul Pierce on the side. And it's all right here on Sports 360. Once again, uh, I'm on the phone with our man L-Dub, and this time we're going to break down the Western Conference semifinal series in the NBA. Uh, we have the Houston Rockets and Golden State Warriors and, in one series, and then in the other series, the Denver Nuggets and the Portland Trailblazers. And as of this recording, Game 1 of the Rockets and Warriors already in the books with the Warriors taking game one. But we're going to get all into it right now. Dub, how you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. How are you doing today, Jeff? I'm doing great too, man. You know, um, you know, um, like many people fresh off watching the, the Warriors beat um, the Rockets today in game one, highly anticipated series. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about that game one and also talk about your thoughts on this series itself and, you know, how you see it turning out. So, um, first let's talk about the game a little bit. The, um, the Warriors, um, you know, after beating the Clippers on Friday, uh, were able to come back here today on Sunday and, and take game one. What, what were your thoughts on, on, this first game between the Rockets and Warriors? Well, I, as a player, I always thought it was better to play a series and then go right into the next series. So with the Warriors series going a little longer the first time, I actually think it benefited them. You know, yeah, we all say what a scare they had with the Clippers, but I don't think the scare they had with Clippers is just inevitable that they would win. It's just a matter of when. But they had to play right into it, and then two days later, here they are playing the Rockets after they won that first series. And they were so antsy, I think, that they turned the ball over a lot, and, you know, they just made some bad decisions early in the game, which I thought would have given the Rockets, you know, a chance to take advantage of, of the Warriors but they never could take advantage of those situations, the turnovers, nor, you know, the, the mistakes they were making earlier, you know, adjusting to the fouls and everything. But at the end, it just proved to show that the skill shooters that the Warriors have just was too much, you know, for the for the Rockets, who, who I think only have really one skilled 
shooter that plays, you know, enough time to make a difference, and that's James Harden. And even though he scored, everybody else seems to be struggling, you know, when they needed to score the most, they couldn't. Whenever the Warriors needed to score, somebody always stepped up and scored. So I think that was the difference in the game today. And actually, I think that will be the difference in most games, barring the turnovers. I don't think the Warriors will make that many turnovers anymore. Yeah, you know, the and I agree with you. I, you know, at the start of the game, you know, the Warriors were just turning the ball over left and right. Um, you know, I actually thought the Rockets, to me, seemed like they were antsy because they were playing at like a thousand miles an hour. Um, and I thought the Warriors maybe were a little fatigued, maybe, you know what I mean? That their concentration wasn't quite there. They weren't on the same page. They were throwing the ball all across the court and throwing the ball out of bounds and, and those types of things. Um, and overall, I didn't even think this was a well-played game by either side. There was a lot of turnovers, a lot of bad decisions, bad fouls. I think both teams played hard, but they didn't play well. Um, and I think if there was a game to steal, this was the game for the Rockets to steal, and they didn't do it. Um, right. And so, you know, we'll see, you know, whether you know, how that plays out for the rest of the series. But, um, you know, it was very competitive. I think it's going to continue to be very competitive. But also, too, I think that both teams will play well as we go forward. And today I thought Eric Gordon was a good you know, uh, you know, a good compliment to James Harding. You know, he 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 put some points up on the board, but overall, they didn't get much from from anywhere else. So they ended up losing game one. But how do you see the series? I I see exactly, I see exactly what you just said with Eric Gordon. But here's the difference, and I think I've told you this a hundred times. Uh, and not that you don't understand. I just want to say it for the for the people who are listening. It is hard to play with a guy that you never know when you're going to get the ball from him. And 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 not taking anything away from James, I do think James is one of the greatest offensive players we've ever seen. But man, it's time now that you focus on not being the greatest player and trying to be a champion. And a champion understands the people that are supporting you. And Eric Gordon could be a great support. Daniel House could be a great support. TJ could be a great uh, support. Uh, Gerald Green could be a great supporter. But they got to know when they're going to get the ball. I mean, because the unknown is what, what, what destroys everyone. There's not a person in here that you could tell tomorrow, no matter what their job or occupation is, Tomorrow, we're going to do something. They said, what? I don't know, but we're going to do something. And they will be comfortable with that. I mean, so that's how I feel the game is being played. But these guys are playing alongside a guy that practice with them every day, and they don't know when they're going to get the ball, if they're going to get the ball, and now you still have to, you know, perform your job. So as great as Eric was today, he could be even better if he knew that we were going to move the ball the way the Warriors move the ball. And then I think Houston would have a chance because one thing I've realized about pick and roll and moving the ball, 
is you're going to get mismatches. You know, you're going to get switches and things that's going to happen, and you're going to put people in bad positions. And by doing that, you get it. But when you go one-on-one ISO every play, no one has to even move. You can stay in your position. You know where your man is. You know when, it's, when the shot is up, how to box him out. That There's really nothing happening. And that's why I think Houston loses out, where if they would move the ball, I think they would have a better opportunity of of taking advantage of all the turnovers and the mishaps that the Warriors had today. But, again, because they're stuck on that one plan of letting James go ISO, it, it's causing it's causing the friction and, the, the, should I say, the hesitation and the delay of, of progressing to where they need to be. I mean, you know, but that's how they play. I mean, you know, and I agree with you. It's not winning. And I don't think it's a winning formula. And I take it you think that they're not going to win the series. And I want to get your thoughts specifically on that. But um, but that's how they play. I mean, that's how they've been playing for the last few years. Um, and, you know, they win their share of games in the regular season. Um, they've made some deep runs in the postseason, including going to the championship, the conference championship last year, but they haven't been able to get over the hump. Um, so from your comments, I take it you don't think they're going to get over the hump this year either. You think Golden State will take this series? I actually think Golden State will take the series. I think Houston dropping to number four was the worst thing that could have happened this year. I, I would have loved to see them play go for the Warriors in the final of the Western Conference and with the possibility of somebody maybe being hurt, injured, or just like you said, fatigued and tired. But right now, Golden State has tasted, you know, the, the, the nectar of winning a championship. Once you've tasted that championship, man, you don't want to relinquish that to nobody because you know how good it tastes. I mean, so if if there's a motivation for the Rockets, it's too tasty. If there's a motivation for the Warriors, is man, we've tasted this. We know how this tastes as opposed to losing. So which one you want? They have the knowledge of both. Rockets only have the, the current Rockets that are playing only have the knowledge of, of the latter, you know, not tasting the championship, but just getting to the finals. It, it's not the same, man. It's not the same. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I find myself rooting for Houston and you know, I've tried to convince myself that there was a real opportunity for Houston to win this series. And I'm not saying that they can't because I think they can. Right. But I don't think they will. And I will tell you what to me and, you know, you, you always talk about the firepower that the Warriors have and the shooters that they have, and and that's all true. But for me, Kevin Durant's the difference maker. And I know the Warriors won a, a championship without him, but there's no real answer in the entire NBA for Kevin Durant. No. Seven He's, foot tall. Yeah. That can dribble, shoot, pass, shoot three, mid-range, dunk. You you've get out on the break. Every skill level there is to have yeah. of a game of basketball, and because of the fact he's not a center, you you don't you can't put your center on him because he'd kill him. I mean he he put him outside and he'd kill him. 
So you have to put someone smaller, and he knows that. So that so what the Houston what uh the Warriors did was take uh whoever they had, whether it's been uh Looney or or Bogut, and put them out. So therefore, the big guy couldn't be in the middle, and Kevin Durant, no matter who he switched on, he was going to have a mismatch uh, problem with. They were going to have a mismatch problem with him, and he could shoot over you. And, and he does this, but Kevin is smart. Now he's not just an offensive player; he's smart enough to know that if I'm in a bad position and someone's in a better position, I'll pass the ball. And that's all I'm asking of James. Because I am from Houston, and I do want Houston to win a championship. If you see you're in a worse position and someone's in a better position than you are, then pass the ball. I mean, that's that, that, that or you're in a bad position and someone's in a better, pass the ball. That, that's all I'm asking. I'm not saying not shoot <laughs> 40 shots. Yeah, but 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 James does pass the ball. I mean, he was he was seventh in assists this year. You know what I mean? So it's not like he doesn't pass it. But I know what you're saying. As much as he has the ball in his hands, he could share it a little bit more. It's no question I'm gonna, about it. I'm gonna tell you this one more time, and I want to say it on air because I've said it off air before. That's lie. Numbers don't. That's lie. That of averaging 10 points when when the ball game's over and it doesn't matter and you get stats, you don't know when those <laughs> stats were accumulated. So stats lie. Let's get that let's, – let's really get that understood. People, you know, that don't know basketball say, well, he's averaging 30 points. Well, look at the league he's in. Now look, if you're in the East and the West is strong, you're only going to play the West two times a year, but you play the East four times a year. So, yeah. But all your good stats come when you play teams from the East. And in the days you play the West, they don't come. So so if you don't really understand that, you're going to say, well, okay, well, they should win the championship. No, because the worst team in the West could be better than that team that you have that's the best in the East. And I'm just using – I'm not saying that that's the situation now. I'm just showing you an analogy. The stats can lie, man. And so, so what are you saying? That, so his, 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 him being seventh in assist means, doesn't mean as much as, as, as people try to make it to mean. Mm, exactly. If Chris Paul had the 10 assists on that team, I would feel better about Chris Paul having the 10, James keeping his same scoring stat, just don't have the 10 assists. Let Chris have them. Cause I know Chris is going to give meaningful assists. Not assist when the game's over. Three people came to me because they knew I scored 45 points, and now I pass them the goal to to Nene or Capello, or let's say Nene or or, or Tucker, and they scored a layup. Why? Because they all ran to me. You know, because it was in the game we we were losing by four. We need to stop James, and they run to James. He thought Chris. On the other hand, when he has the ball, they're going to still guard Tucker. They're going to still guard uh, James. They're going to still guard Nene. Now, Chris, when he makes an assist, he made an assist that was valuable because he was at a point where he probably couldn't score, but he created a, a, a avenue for someone else to score. James still going to get his 45. That ain't going to change because he's got the ball so much. So that's what stats will do to you. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll send a false image. 
No, well, here's here the bottom line, though, for me, is I, I think Kevin Durant is the difference maker. Um, you know, I'll agree. And you know, James Harden can play the best that he and, and all of Houston. They they can play the best, you know, basketball over these next several games that they can play. But if Kevin Durant continues playing at this level, you know, and I mean what he's done those last three or four games against um, the Clippers and, you know, the way he played today, there really is no answer for him. And <laughs> and then you have Curry who's going to get his and you're going to have Clay who's going to do his thing and the Equidala. And it just becomes something that I don't see the the Rockets being able to overcome. So for me, I'm looking for Golden State to, uh, you know, to come out of this this matchup with Houston and move on to the conference finals. So, and I, I'm in total agreement with you. I I just didn't need to even see the game being played, just based on what you just said throughout the year. There's no answer for Kevin Durant on any team, especially Mm-mm. if that would have been a Boogie Cousin on the court today, you really would have had problems because you were able to help off today because there was no Boogie, Boogie Cousin, a physical inside presence or, you know, just a big guy who could dominate, it, you know, whether he wants to shoot threes or take you to the basket, he could dominate. Uh, so... I'm in total agreement with you, and that's the only reason. Unless, and I say this: unless Houston totally changes that philosophy of isolating James, eighty percent, eighty-five percent of the time with the ball, I can never see them beating a team like the Warriors. I can never see it. Yeah. All right. So we'll see. I think we're in agreement. We are in agreement on this one that we see Golden State moving ahead. Um, we do have another series, <laughs> believe it or not, because <laughs> there's so much and, attention is focused on Houston. And I'm, totally, and, I'm totally curious of your your take on this series. So, what what what, what do you have in this uh, other Western Conference series? Yeah, I mean, you know, we have Denver and and, and Portland, and you know, look, I didn't pick either team to get here, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I'm totally interested on your on your take. And by the by, by the way, I only get that bird half 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 of his money. Yeah, you know, I wasn't gonna mention that. You know what I mean? Because your bird, you know, got one and lost one, but <laughs> I only gave him half his money. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But um, yeah, I didn't pick either one. I didn't pick either. Um, you know, Denver, nor Portland to, to, to get here. Um, but now that they're both here, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna run from it, man. I think Portland, I'm I'm going with Portland in this series. Um, I, I just like their experience, especially in the backcourt. Um, I think, you know, little is playing at a, a really high level. Um, I think McCollum, you know, McCollum, you know, as much as the attention has been on Lillard and it should be, but McCollum has been playing, playing really well. A little concerned about the health of Cantor with the separated shoulder. See, you know, how that's going to play itself out. Um, 
but I think that experience, a little bit more experience with the um, with the Blazers, I kind of, and I just like the way they went about the business in the first round. Um, I think Denver grew up a little bit in that playoff series against San Antonio. Um, so, you know, and, and the Joker, man, he is no joke. I mean, so that's going to be, you know, it's going to be a really interesting series, but, um, you know, I'm going to go with Portland to come out of come out of this series against the Nuggets. So, how do you see it? Uh, you you basically said everything. I'm just gonna give you different uh, uh, ways of how I saw that. Though uh, Dame Lillard by far is a professional, and and that's what's lost in this game today, man. I'm just telling you, we've talked about it several times, you and I, Jeff. The professionalism. Dame comes every day to earn his money. He don't come saying, I make this much money and all I got to do is show up. He comes to earn his money, and that's that's the kind of guy he is. Uh, He's a prideful guy, and because of the fact that he just beat OKC in one of the best point guard matchups he could ever have with him in Westbrook, and he won that matchup. Don't think he's he's ready to stop. But this guy had a chip on his shoulder, not from just high school, but from college too. He he he's carried this this chip on his shoulder, and he he plays by it every minute. Uh, as far as Cantor, like I said, he he is a valuable part uh, to to what Portland does. But I think Collins and 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 the other bigs that come in off the bench by committee can fill that void. So that's why I'm not really worried. To, uh, the kid, TJ McCollum, didn't really have the best series in the world. He had a good series, but I'm looking for him this time because Dame is his, like his mentor. He, he's going to try to step it up and uh, and make sure he, he relieves Dame where he needs to be relieved. So I see Portland winning this series. And the reason being is because the Joker is a Joker. He he plays, and I told you this kid's skill set is far beyond anybody that we've seen in a while. You know, he may not be better than Shaq, dominant. He may not be the best rebounder or shot blocker like Dwight Howard, but all of his skills combined are better than any center that we've seen in a long time. So I give him credit for that. But you said the fact that Portland's experience. I think it's more because of Denver's inexperience that that they'll, you know, fall short. And also Murray having to play uh Damon Lillard on defense as well as trying to run the offense, I, I don't think he's he's ready for that. Uh, you know, whether you go to Lillard or to T J McCollum, both of those guys are too skilled at offense for Murray to have to be you know, tasked with that defensive assignment and still coming back, running the offense and contributing. Because if you notice, he and Joker were the leading scorers in most of the games they won uh, for Denver over San Antonio. It's going to be a hard task for him to be offensively, you know, firepower and you got to go defend too. That, that's, that's a hard task. So yeah. that's the reason I give the advantage to Portland because Damon Lillard always takes the the hardest assignment. 
I mean, that's what he's been doing for years and years. And he's going to always do it because he's a guy that wants to earn his money. But a lot of these kids, young kids coming in, aren't trying to earn their money. They just they know they got the money. They just want to play the game. Damon wants to earn his money. And that's the big difference, you know, in, in the mentality of getting on the floor. Yeah. So I think Portland, and I think it's going to be a four-to-one. I think Denver will win one. That's it. That, that's hmm. what I see. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know how many games and, and things of that sort, but yeah, I mean, I, I just do think that, you know, Portland has, you know, they just have more going for them, uh, more experience. And as you said, Denver's a little bit more inexperienced. And I totally agree. I think Murray's going to have his hands full at both ends of the floor trying to, you know, compete um, with, with Dame Dollar. So I think, um, you know, we'll, I'm, I'm going with Portland. We're going with Portland. And I guess what? So that means, wait a minute. That means out west. <laughs> we're, we're in agreement again, huh? That means yeah. we're in agreement. Uh, right. We're not in agreement out in the east. Yeah. So how about that? So how about that? So we'll see how it goes. Um, but again, I think both of these series, with the NBA has to be really happy. I think with all four of these series, um, you know, very, you know, good teams excellent players, star players. And so I think, you know, no matter where you look, East or West, and, you know, there's four series going on and all four of them, I think, have the potential to just really be some great series. So we'll see. Um, But certainly um, I think the NBA is in a good spot. Um, Hey, but before you go, I want to, um, you and I talked offline about this a little bit because uh, you mentioned about da- Damian Lillard and his professionalism. And, um, you know, he had a great series against OKC. And, of course, that game winner is going to go down in the annals of NBA history, right, as one of the greatest endings to a game. Um, um, but, you know, and in that series, there was a lot of back and forth between Lillard and Russell Westbrook. And when you mentioned professionalism, one of the things that you and I have spoken about is the way Russell has conducted himself. Um, and more recently, you know, in the press conferences and all, you know, when, you know, he doesn't like certain questions and he goes, next question, next question. Um, and he, you know, he has some running feud with a particular reporter, um, where he refuses to answer questions. And we also saw where Paul George, when he was asked after the the one game that OKC won, when Paul George dunked the ball after the horn went off, and he was asked, why did you dunk the basketball? And he said, next question. So it's like, okay, wait a minute. This is rubbing off on Paul George now. Um, and for me, that's not a good look for Russell Westbrook. It's not a good look for Paul George. And I don't think it's a good look for any NBA players to be conducting themselves that way because going back to the word you used in connection with Lillard, I don't believe that's being professional. And I think the, I think Russell, hopefully, you know, over the offseason will think about that some and come back better next year. 
Um, and certainly he doesn't want to set the wrong example for players like George or others. What are your thoughts on that? Why don't you share that with us? Hey, and you know, the, the, the thought was already shared prior to you even asking me when you saw Kyrie Irving take the Boston Celtics when he started, you know, to, to belittle the players. And then he, he saw that that wasn't working, that approach wasn't working, and I guess they had a team meeting. And he apologized, and then not only after the apology did he, you know, apologize to the team, he called LeBron James and said, you know what, I want to apologize to you because the exact the, the, the way these guys were making me feel was exactly how I was making you feel when all you were trying to do was help me, and I saw – you know, my arrogance and my, I want it to be my way, you know, type attitude. Russ has been in the game too long now, man. He he is, I, I think Russ can be a great leader, but he's been in the game too long to not show leadership. And you, you, you say, hey, man, you've got your money. So he knows he's got his money. Even his next contract is going to be money. And I've seen Russ's dad and mom on the sidelines. And there is no way, and I, I, you know, I try to put everything in its lowest common denominator. I don't try to overthink it. I don't try to say, you know, he's doing that because he got. I, I try to put it as what if it was me? Because my dad and mom are there, I, I would always be on my best behavior because I, I wouldn't want my mom and dad to ever say, "Son, you didn't portray us in a good light today." So leadership, you know, just play the game and be professional. And they can only respect you because Russell's numbers are going to speak for themselves. The second thing is, is Russell ain't won a championship. So until you won a championship, <coughs> you can't, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> until you won a championship, you, you can't say you're better than anyone else. You're where Dame is. You, you're at the same level Dame. You're trying to achieve the championship status. And lastly, which is the most important to me other than you respecting your mother and father is the example you're setting for the young kids that are following you. And believe me, Russell knows, and I know it, you know how many kids are, are trying to be the next Russell Westbrook. So the things that he's doing now, kids want to emulate everything to the T. They want to wear the shoes you wear. They want to dress the way you dress. They want to do you know, what you do in the game. So if you're saying that, you're telling kids, it's okay, we all know, if we know the CBA, you have a contractual agreement that you will conduct yourself with the media, you know, whatever, whether it be post-game or pre-game, you will do that. And now Russ may be getting away with some things because he's Russ Westbrook and he's 40-some million dollar guy, but what about a kid that comes in and he's, Average kid had a good game, and he wants to go up there and say, "Next, next question." And then he finds himself hmm. on the chopping block two weeks later, and he's sitting there going, "Like Lavar Le- Ball, oh, they don't love me. They really trade me already." Come on, man. You, you, you know, you are here. It's not about you anymore because you've got what you got. It's about the kids that are coming behind you, the people that are coming behind you. You have to set a good example. And we all say this is just a game, like I told you earlier. It's not, man. There are millions of people that are viewing you, 
and they're emulating you to the T for the good and for the bad. So as a person, I wouldn't want someone to say, I did bad because Larry Wheaton showed me, you know, how to do that. I'd want them to say, I did good because that's what Mr. Wheaton showed me, you know, what to do. And the re- you see what I just said? I said Larry Wheaton when it was bad, right? Because that's what bad people do. <laughs> then Mr. They, they disrespect you. They disrespect you to the T. But yeah. when it's good, they say, Mr. Williams. Yeah. And that that's the truth of the matter, man. And we have to understand that, uh, Jeff. We, we have to, and Wes has to understand. And I'm quite sure his parents have spoken to him, but Wes, is, he's a grown man now. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, when, 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 when young men get grown, they start saying, I'm grown. I can do what I want to do. Sure. Okay, well, we'll handle yeah. the consequences. Yeah, look, he, he may get the advice. But he's going to have to make the decision and then follow through with it. And I'm just hoping that he does because it's just not a good look. It's not a good look for him. And as you said, you know, it's not the type of example that he should want to set. Um, and, um, And as I said to you earlier, you know, the same media that he's kind of has this sort of love hate relationship with. Um, you know, when he's saying next question and doesn't want to be cooperative and all that, but it's that same media that gives him the type of attention for his fashion and some of the other things too, that, you know, he, he welcomes, you know? And so it's a give and take here, you know what I mean? There's a give and take. And, you know, I would, you know, I would just like to see, um, I would just like to see him make some improvements here because he's too good of a player for the conversation to be on things like this. You know what I mean? He doesn't need to draw attention to stuff like this because it doesn't, it doesn't look well for him. And he's too good of a player to have this detract from his talent and what he's able to do out there on the floor. You're correct. You're correct. You're absolutely correct. So we'll see. But anyway, he has all off season to think about that because right now they're not playing. So, <laughs> hey, hey, but I, I I know we have been talking about the West today, but we did our spill on the East the other day. But what about the game today with Boston and the Bucks? You had to bring that up, didn't you? Because um, <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I did pick Milwaukee in the series, and look, Boston came out and did their thing. You know, um, they showed their versatility. They showed their talent. They showed their experience. Um, you know, I think they had a good game plan. They executed it. And, you know, they really played well. And, you know, Milwaukee has some work to do. They have to make some adjustments. Um, I, I thought Giannis and a couple of other players were forcing the issue. Um, and, you know, they got their lunch money taken today. Right. Boston looked like some right. bullies, especially in the second half. They looked like, you know, they were doing anything they wanted. They took the Bucks lunch money today. Um, and so the Bucks, you know, have to regroup. They have to come back to the to the court. Um, game two, ready to play um, and, uh, you know, make this into a series. But, you know, hats off to Boston, man. They came in. They handled their business stole home court advantage and I'm sure now are looking to come out and you know knowing Boston they're going to look to take game two as well they're not going to be satisfied with game one so Milwaukee better be ready 
And, you know, the scary part is they took that without Gordon having a great game, without Morris having a great game, without Brown having a great game, and without Tatum. Uh, Tatum, Tatum didn't have a great, a great game. So, yeah. so all those guys didn't have a great game. Now, and I'm, I'm going to add one more. Even Boehner, you know, Boehner, the, the kid from Australia, uh, what's his name? Uh, ba- is Baines, Baines, I think his name is. Baines? Yeah, Baines. Yeah. He didn't even have a great game because he got hurt part of the game and that's it almost time. So imagine if if any one of those guys decide to step up because we know Kyrie is Kyrie. And one thing about Al Harford, that word we used earlier about Damon Lillard, Harford is a professional. He comes out, he gives you everything he can. If it doesn't happen, it ain't because he didn't get the effort. It's just because, hey, the, the other guy was better that day. But he, he gives you everything he has. But uh, I just want to ask you one question. Uh, well, not a question. I'm basically making a statement. I heard uh, Paul Pierce today state something like, okay, I'm going to have to admit, I don't think uh, the Bucks are going to win another game. I think they're through. So in order for him to make that statement, it's almost implied that he already said that the Bucks were going to beat Boston. I mean, for him to make that statement, wouldn't you say that that would be a, an implication that he applied, implied that the Bucks should have won? Yeah, I mean, I heard him say that, too. And, you know, I didn't hear him make a prediction earlier. But from him saying that statement, it seemed like he was he had changed his mind. Right. Right. So, I mean, he had implied seemed like that right. the Bucks were supposed to win this series. But now after he saw the game today, he was changing his mind. After one game. After one game. So, I mean, if I'm a Boston Celtic guy, a Boston Celtic guy, and you were a Boston Celtic guy, and you thought I basically should have been beat, I mean, I'm probably losing faith in you. I mean, maybe maybe you're the person I need to lose faith in, but Hmm. not you lose faith in me because we're the Boston Celtics, and everybody knows I mean, I I was a Laker fan, bro. Believe me, and and a Boston Celtic hater growing up. I'm telling you the truth. Shame the devil if you want to, but uh, I couldn't stand Boston Celtics because they thought everything about Boston was right and everything else about everybody else was wrong. So I wanted the Lakers every time to beat Boston. When they lost, I mean, I couldn't stand. The fight that the, that the Houston Rockets had against the Boston Celtics when Ralph Stanson hit ceasing, I wanted everybody to turn around and hit a Boston Celtics. Growing up, that's <laughs> just the way I felt. Like, everybody picked one and hit him. And I saw Elijah one going after DJ, and DJ was like, come on, man, please don't hit me. You know, and DJ was one of my favorite favorite guys, and, you know, from Phoenix until he went to the Boston Celtics. Then he wasn't my favorite guy no more. That's how bad I didn't like the Boston Celtics. Uh, growing up, uh, but you know, for him, for Paul Pierce, if Boston Celtics had been paying my salary, I would have loved Boston Celtics. And guess what? You couldn't have told me anything about that. You know, I'd have been a Boston Celtics fan forever and ever and ever and ever because they yeah. paid my salary. They, they 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 gave me the quality of life I had. So that kind of threw me off today. Yeah, I already I, I was already suspect about Paul and his. His predictions sometimes, man. Sometimes Paul would come up with some things that would bother me sometimes. 
sometimes he'd be point on, you know, which is what everybody is. But today, when you chose to go against the people that had basically made you who you are, hey, that that took me to another level. And I'm like, okay, all the fair weather guys. Well, but I think in fairness to him, though, you know, is that now he's not being paid by Boston. He's being paid by ESPN. And I think, you know, if he was just going to be a pure homer and always pick Boston no matter what, you know what I mean, then I think he would lose credibility, you know. Um, So, you know, I would like him to to at least give an honest opinion and not just an automatic one, you know, that anytime Boston's playing, he's going to go Boston, you know what I mean, even if, you know, they're not the best team, the matchup is not the best. And if he's just a homer, then who's going to listen to him? You know. Well, um, well, in defense, in defense of that, you saw Kenny last night when they asked who'd win out of the Warriors in Houston. Charles went on said the Warriors real quick. Kenny said, "Go to Shaq." They said, "No, Kenny, you tell me." And he took Kenny up and he said, "My heart, I'm going with Houston because that. I mean, now that's that's the one time me and Kenny was in agreement. I mean, because dude." That's who provided the livelihood you have. You wouldn't know Kenny the way you know Kenny now if Houston don't win them two championships back to back. Because I mean, no, really right? You wouldn't be on so, TV. So, so he understands that Houston is the reason I'm here. I mean, Paul got to know Boston is the reason he's here. It wasn't after he left Boston. Then where did he go? See, I don't even remember. And I'm a basketball guru. No, he he, he went he went to Brooklyn. Okay, the Nets, and sit on the bench. Didn't even play the last game of his career. Who? Wait, 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 wait. Who are we talking about? You talking about Paul Pierce or are you talking about Kenny? Paul, Paul Pierce. Yeah, he went to Brooklyn. Remember when they traded yeah. him and Kevin Garnett yeah. to the to the Nets? So all that was remembered. They talked about the other day. They had it on ESPN. The players that the last games like D Wade, Kobe, and he tried to mention his name in those. And they said, but dude, your last game, you didn't, you had zero points. You didn't even play. So, so how can you be in the same conversation with us that, that D Wade scored 40 points, Kobe scored 50? You know, where were you? You, you didn't even, you couldn't have scored. You didn't play. I mean, so those are things that, you know, start saying, make you say, hmm, things that make you say, hmm. Yeah. Okay. But let me ask you though, but you look at this Houston series in Golden State and you say Houston can't win this series. And I'm just saying, and you're saying that from a basketball standpoint, how come Kenny Smith is not saying that from a basketball standpoint? I understand he played for Houston, but he now is just going with his emotions. It would be different now if those people paid your salary and got you to, and I don't want to pay your salary. They catapult you to the position you are now. That's true. That's true. But he now has, he now has, in my opinion, he has a responsibility to the people who are watching him on TNT. Okay. You know what I mean? And he has to be, I think, you know, give an assessment based on, you know, whatever basketball knowledge he supposedly has. Um, you know, like to me, like when I watch baseball games or I watch any kind of game and you have the announcers on there and if they're too much of like of a homer, I turn the volume down. 
Because right. I don't want to hear that. You know, you're not going to give me an honest assessment of what's going on on the, on the field or on the court. Then I don't want to hear from you. Perfect <laughs> example. Jay Billups, when Duke come on, I don't even listen to him. I turn the radio off. The volume goes down. I don't want to hear Jay Billups uh, uh, being an announcer or analysis. For any game, Duke plays someone because Duke can do no wrong. So I turned it off. I understand. So my point is, I'm glad you said that because you led me to another point. Is is that because they're not professionals? I think, I, I, look, I think that I don't know. If, I don't want to. I don't know if I want to go so far as to say they're not okay. professional. I don't know if I want. Well, to when it comes ball. to Houston, when it comes to their teams, do they stop the professionalism then? Well, I, I don't know if it's about professionalism as it's as much about as it's more about credibility. You know what I mean? In other words, you know, I think everybody who's going to be in that position. There needs to be some credibility about them. You need to be able to believe what they're saying, that it's coming from, you know, whatever standpoint, you know, that they're presenting it, right? If they're, if they're calling the game, you want them to call the game fairly and honestly. If they're analyzing the game, either post-game or pre-game, you want them to do the, the same thing. If, right. if they want to look at the same game you saw, and they don't want to analyze what happened, but they want to talk about it because of the connection they have with the organization and that colors right. what they say. And to me, right. they don't have any credibility. Okay. Gotcha. So it's about credibility. And that's, I'm glad you, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't coming that way, but I'm glad you said that because now I understand. And I, I do it totally 100% agree with you. Okay, L-Dub, well, um, we covered a lot of ground um, today, not only the Western Conference, but you, you wanted to make sure I went back to the Eastern Conference so that I can talk about Milwaukee and Boston. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> long series, long series, hopefully. So we'll see. But um, but good catching up with you as always, man. And, um, you know, we're going to keep an eye on, on all these series and see how they go. And and then we're going to gather again for the conference finals, um, you know, as as these series come to an end. So good talking with you today. Enjoy the games and we're going to be reconnecting real soon. Thanks again for having me, brother. And I'm looking forward to it. All right, man. You have a good one. You too.